They say there are no stupid questions. Well, they've never heard gun talk. Just wait till you hear what's coming up. Welcome to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, high-powered talk radio. All right, Tom Gresham here. It's Gun Talk. We're still having fun because we get to talk about some of our favorite things. Guns, shooting, gun collecting, self-defense with guns, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, taking on personal responsibility for yourself and your family. And part and parcel of that is right now we've got an ongoing conversation about the governor of Texas, Rick Perry, last week. Without jogging, first thing in the morning, had his dog with him, or maybe it was his child's dog. We're not quite sure on that. But a coyote came out and was trying to make for the dog, and Rick Perry, who did not have his security team, it sounded like often the security details with him, but they weren't with him on this sunrise jog of his. He pulled out a Ruger 380 pistol with a laser sight on it. I'm sure it's the LCP with the Crimson Trace laser guard on it. Shot and killed this coyote, left it where it was. As he says, it's mulch now. And, of course, as you might expect, there are people saying, oh, you shouldn't do that. I'm thinking, why not? So we're getting some comments on uh Rick Perry's actions, and frankly, i got to tell you, I think there are going to be people out there who say, why wouldn't we elect this guy president? Would you rather have a guy who carries his own gun and knows how to use it and willing to use it than what you got now? Uh, 866-TALK-GUNS is the number, 866-825-5486. Line 1, John's calling in from Lafayette, Louisiana. Hello, John. How you doing, bud? Great. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm a first-time caller. I, I, it's the first time I ever actually uh, get a chance to the opportunity to listen to your uh, to your show because I've usually got a lot of stuff going on on the weekends. But uh, this Sunday I was out driving around in my truck and I happened to do the 105. So uh, I'm happy to call in. I, I wanted to make a quick comment about, uh, I believe it was Liza. She was having uh, some... Yes, uh, she, she bought a 38 revolver and, and it was it was kicking her too much. Yeah, I, what... A lot of people don't realize that when you have nerve damage in your hand and you got a broken wrist on the other arm, it really is hard to do the. Uh, and, and and by the way, the, the way you operate a uh, an, an automatic, uh, semi-automatic uh, pistol, like you were describing to her, is 100% the best way. I don't care what anybody says, uh, but it still is. It is it is difficult manually, even okay. even with a, the, the lower pound spring of the nine millimeter. Right. It's still a little difficult for people in her situation. Okay. So uh, one thing I was going to suggest is uh, I actually own uh, a Lady Smith, like what she's talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. It's in 357. However, I could shoot the 380 and the 357. It's my wife's carry gun. Mm-hmm. Three, um, 38 and 357, right? Correct, 38 and 357. Uh, and she shoots uh, 38 plus P in it. And when we first got it, it was a little it was a little rough on her because it mm-hmm. is a lighter pistol, shorter barrel. So that always equates up to a right. heavier recoil. You bet. But uh, let me tell you what I did with hers. All I did was I, I had the I had the barrel bar, uh, magnum ported for the first inch, and I tell you what, it goes straight back at her instead of flipping up in her face, and she loves it 100 percent. Let me explain. Magna porting is a process that's uh, started by Larry Kelly. Oh my gosh, 30 years ago now. And they use what they call EDM, electro discharge machining, and they actually eat away. Uh, two slits or slots 
in the kind of the top part of the barrel, usually on either side of the front sight. And what happens when you shoot the gun is a lot of the exhaust gas squirts out through these ports in the top of the barrel, and they hold the barrel down so that you get the recoil coming straight back in your hand, and you don't get the muzzle flip, which is a kind of a wrenching, uh, twisting feel. And that's, a, I think you make an excellent point, that's a lot of what people feel when they're talking about the kick, is that muzzle flip. That's correct. It, it really reduces that felt recall, especially when we're talking about a, uh, a female. Uh, you, know, you know, guys pretty much you know that they're, the bigger the gun, the more they are, they are proud that they can shoot it without without <laughs> hitting them in the face. But as far as the female goes, they they don't want to feel that that heavy recall yeah, and, that, and, the, and the front side post looking at them. You know, at eye yeah. level after they pull the trigger. So we know what you're saying is they're they're smarter than we are. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, it's, a, it's an excellent, excellent recommendation. Magnaporty. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Uh, uh, Jim's asking, does it make it louder than a break? When you're shooting a, uh, a 38 snub nose revolver, it doesn't matter. It's just loud. So don't yeah. worry about it. The one thing I will say about porting on a barrel like, uh, like this is if you got into a really tight situation, you do get gases that come straight out of the top of the barrel. But, and people say, well, you know, that could, you know, knock your glasses off or blind you, you know, and I gotta think, if you're having to shoot somebody and he is within six inches of you, you can't extend your gun out, uh, don't worry about everything else. You gotta do yeah, what you gotta do, cause he's on top of you. Keeping your glasses on your head is not gonna be a, <laughs> is not gonna be your main concern. That's not that the main goes. concern. Excellent point, John. Hey, that's a great recommendation. I don't know why I didn't think of magnaporting, because it really works. I've done you know, a fair amount of shooting with magnaported revolvers, and they really do work. So that's a great, great suggestion. And for anybody who's uh, looking for that, just Google up magnaport, and you can send them the gun, and they will do that for you and send it right back to you. Great, great suggestion there. Let me get uh, line three, Ray's in uh, Orem, Utah. Hello, Ray, you're on Gun Talk. How are you, Tom? I am great, having fun. Yeah, it's good, so are we. We're out camping this weekend in the snow and the rain. Snow uh, and rain, was, oh my. I, I'm sorry? It's yeah, snowing it's and rain. Actually. Lovely. <laughs> We're, uh, I, I was just listening to you commenting on uh, the governor in Texas. Right. Um, first of all, I think in light of the hypocrisy that we have among some of our government leaders who, you know, seem to come out saying guns are bad, guns are bad, but, of course, their bodyguards can carry them. Right. I find it very refreshing that we have someone who carries his own, number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And number two, ah, shoot, he votes, runs for president, he's got my vote. <laughs> you know, i, I got to tell you, that was one of my first thoughts. I thought, you know, a guy who carries his own gun, takes yep. responsibility for himself, knows how to use it, and has used it, Hmm. You know, we don't have to kind of wonder about a lot of stuff there. Uh, right, right. You know, the other thing that, that I was just kind of curious about is, um, obviously, if if he's the head of his security team and shooting the coyote with the dog, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. <laughs> My question is, why were they so slow? <laughs> well, I guess they were, they were not with him at all that day. Oh, really? He went yeah. off on his own? Oh, he I, went I off on his own. He says, somebody with it. We don't, you know what? And I'm okay with that. And he says, you know what, guys? I got this. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and obviously he did have that, didn't he? Yeah, and and I just wonder if if uh, you know if he hadn't and let the coyote get the dog, how much of their outcry there would have been, you know, that all the evil. Oh, well, that's it's, it's going to be a no win on that deal. So you know what, yeah. the people who don't like you 
are not going to like you and you can't make them like you. So just right. at a certain point, don't worry about it. Just do what you got to do. Hey, I appreciate the call. Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. This is Gun Talk. You know you need a gun safe. So Gun Talk has arranged a great discount on a top quality safe. The Fat Boy series from Liberty Safes holds lots of guns, and they have the security and fire protection you want. Here's the secret. At LibertySafe.com, click on the Fat Boy Safe at the top of the screen and put in the code TOM for up to $100 in rebates on your next Liberty Safe purchase. That's LibertySafe.com. Click on the Fat Boy Safe at the top and put in TOM for your discount. LibertySafe.com. If you want to shoot better or help someone get into shooting, check out GunTalkTV.com. This is Tom Gresham. For firearms basics as well as advanced instruction, you don't have to leave home. It's called Gun Talk TV, and it's firearms video instruction online at GunTalkTV.com. That's GunTalkTV.com. You'll find all kinds of instruction, plus lots of gun safety video at GunTalkTV.com. There is only one name in firearms that truly stands out for its proven performance, reliability, and out-of-the-box accuracy. Sig Sauer. Sig Sauer is the brand of choice for law enforcement and military professionals, enthusiasts, and responsible citizens around the world. For innovative pistols like the new modular P250 and subcompact P238, to the legendary Sig 5.56 AR rifles and all the classics, Look to one name, Sig Sauer. Learn more at SigSauer.com. That's S-I-G-S-A-U-E-R.com. Hey, welcome back to Gun Talk. Our number is 866-825-5486. Now, I'm sure that you've heard the news about the law that was passed in Arizona. No, not that law. This is the one that's the first state in the country to pass a knife preemption law. Now, uh, well, truth in advertising, let me just tell you, I'm on the board of directors of Knife Rights. It's a national group to get and restore our abilities to own and carry knives because we have this patchwork of laws around and you go from state to state and even from city to city and the laws change as to what you can carry, what you can have in your pocket. Can you have a knife? You know, it's three inch blade here, two inch blade there, four inch blade there. You don't know. You're just going down the street. You don't know. So in Arizona, they have passed a preemption law there, just as they have in most states or many states for firearms, which simply says a city or a county cannot pass laws, cannot have laws about knives. Only the state can do that. And not only did it say that the cities and counties can't pass laws, it voids all laws about knives that are on the books in cities and counties in Arizona. So in Arizona, which, of course, just passed a law that says anybody can carry concealed, no permit required, now they're saying that you can also carry your pocket knife with you throughout the state, 
no permit required. You don't have to worry about stumbling into a jurisdiction where your pocket knife suddenly is going to get you arrested. So kudos to Arizona. They're being pretty smart about a lot of this stuff. Uh, I like the uh, no permit required for concealed carry, and I really like the preemption. And we're working, uh, we at Knife Rights are working on some other states right now. Check it out, kniferights.org. Line four, Jerry is with us. He is in Kathleen, Georgia. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Tom. Yes, sir. I've got a Colt Sporter H-Bar that I bought in 1991. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful rifle. I really Mm -hmm. love it. But it's got the old carry handle top. It's got the regular A2 handguards. Regular fixed stock, mm-hmm. and you know that's just not the style nowadays. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm eyeing those. And my mm-hmm. first thought was, well, hey, you know, it's probably best to look at trying to buy the pieces and convert the thing. And I, I did a little research online, and at least from what I've done so far, it looks like converting is, you know, gets me three quarters of the way to buying a whole new gun. Yeah, and I was wondering what your opinion was on that. Okay, first of all, let me ask you this: Does the uh... The carry handle top, uh, is that the built-in one, or is that the one that screws on and there's actually a rail underneath that handle? That is built-in. That is part of the, you know, okay, so part it's the, and parcel of the upper receiver. Gotcha. Okay, so that's the original. So you're not taking that off? No. Okay. Um, there is a movement afoot. I'm just going to, I'm going to get to your, specifically to the question, but I'm going to comment. There's a movement afoot started by Tiger McKee with his new Katana rifle of building very lightweight ARs that are more like the original concept that Eugene Stoner had when he designed what became the M16. Our AR-15s have become heavy, bloated, uh, cheeseburger-eating beasts that are hard to carry around because they got we got stuff hanging off of them. We got you know, lights and lasers and vertical four-end grips and coffee makers and cup holders and stuff. Uh, microwave ovens, yes, exactly. So I'm going to suggest, the other thing is, I know we all like our collapsible, adjustable stocks, but it's interesting the three top trainers that I work with who teach a lot of people ARs all use fixed stocks. Interesting. And they can they can put anything they want on them. It's not because they can't afford it. Okay. But they all put fixed stocks on it because they're stronger, they're more reliable. If you have to fall on the ground, if you get in a fight, if you have to throw your gun and go find it, chances are that stock that you have on your gun is going to work just fine. So here's my thought, and I think you're there. If you're three-quarters of the way toward buying yourself a new gun, keep the one you have and buy the new gun. Now, you know what? Now, for only the cost of 25%, you have two guns. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's It's got the added benefit of having two guns. <laughs> and more guns, it's always better. Always better. <laughs> so I'm thinking now what that, that opens up, kind of a can of worms as well as a lot of opportunities, and that is, holy cow, if I'm going to go buy a new gun, what do I do now? Well, I can't help you with that one because there are so many good ones out there, but you know, there are some fabulous firearms, but 
I would tend to keep your classic H-bar. Of course, the H-bar is not a lightweight gun. It's a target model. Uh, but that's a really nice uh, Colt rifle you have there. I would hold on to that one. Okay. All, All right. Will. Good deal. So go out and buy a gun. Thank you much. <laughs> Doing what I can for the economy. It's it's our very own Gun Talk Stimulus Program that we have right here. Uh, line one, Lou is with us out of Reno, Nevada. Hello, Lou. You're on. Hi there. Uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. Oh, wonderful. And uh, I want to comment on Lisa's situation with the uh, the 38 uh, special that she was uh, using. Right. Uh, Crimson Trace makes a couple of different uh, grips for their uh, uh, laser sight, laser mount uh, on that on them. Uh, at least for my Smith and Wesson right. uh, model 640, they did. And uh, one of those is very short, which is great for personal carry, I guess. And the other one is much longer, and that's the one my wife uh, uses. And it's a it's a full length grip. Hmm. And one is a very short grip where your pinky kind of tucks underneath the grip. Well, and those are, as we know, considerably more difficult to hold on to, and you have nothing to try to fight the recoil. And a two-hander. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, when your pinky's waving around in the breeze out there, you're trying to, you've got a three-finger grip on that gun is all you have. Well, you're, you're, you talk to tuck it underneath. but I, uh, I know, but it, but it's still you don't have any strength there. True, true. So, no, it's exactly. So she, she might be able to get a longer uh, grip yep. with the Crimson Trace sights, which are wonderful, by the way. The Crimson Trace sights are game changers, aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, point and shoot. Well, it is. It's, you know, put dot on target, bullet goes to dot. Yeah. And, you know, well, in fact, <laughs> the story we're talking about right now, Rick Perry used his uh, 380 with the Crimson Trace sight on it. I don't know if he used the, the sight, the, the laser sight or not. My guess is he probably did because I'm sure he was fairly close. Because, you know, if, if uh, a coyote is far away from you, there's no need to shoot it. I think this coyote was real close when he shot it with his 380. Where, where I live in Reno, we have uh, uh, any number of coyotes and people who even, even seen bobcats around. So um, I wouldn't worry about a bobcat so much. But, you know, when I walk my dog, I like to um, carry something, even though I don't have a, a permit. That's something that's going to happen this summer. You know, the other thing is, and we haven't even mentioned this, that in a great many of the wild areas now, and they're expanding in their range a lot, mountain lions are in a lot of the country. Well, and we're expanding into their area. Well, it's actually both. We're both we're doing both, but they're moving. You know, whether or not they're moving into ours or we're moving into theirs, we're having conflicts. Yes. And the other thing that's happened is, in some areas where we used to hunt, and you know we would kill mountain lions, that has been prohibited. Well, now you have several generations of mountain lions that have no fear whatsoever of people. Right. And, 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 our, and our, our children and our pets. And our children and our pets. And they look at us and say, hmm, slow, easy to catch, good to eat. Mm-hmm. What's the problem here? <laughs> and, and they're right on all of those things, I gather. Well, I don't know about the lunch. good to eat, but uh, we're certainly slow and easy to catch compared to a deer. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Tom. Just wanted to add my two cents. Good point. I appreciate that. Yeah, two, uh, different size grips. Uh, the short grips are problematic. You definitely do not have as much to hold on to when it comes to trying to control recoil. So it's, it's an excellent point. Let's see here. Um, yeah, line three. Let's do the line three. Uh, Mike is with us out of Kansas. Hey, Mike. Yeah, hello. Yes, yeah, sir. how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, I was going through the Internet. You know, you got a lot of bloggers on there. 
and there was one of the internet sites I came across. I can't remember the name because I deleted it and got the heck out. But they were <laughs> wanting to collect money to stop House Bill 45. Yeah, HB 45. <laughs> Again. I thought, my God, don't you guys ever listen to Tom? <laughs> it's, you know, there's a... By any chance, let me ask you, was this by any chance a new gun rights group? Yes, it was. Yeah, yes, it I, was. I know which one. I've never was. seen it before. Yeah, I know who it is. And everybody's getting emails from these guys right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, National Association for Gun Rights, I think it is. Yeah, I think, see, I think you're right on that. Yeah, and they're using Like I said, H- I read it and they had a guy, oh my God, oh my God, you got to send us money to stop this house. That's it. HR the sky 45. is falling. The sky is falling. It's terrible. This is what they're doing. Send us money and we will keep them from, you know, you're going. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. No. We know that HP 45 is going nowhere. Right. De- dead on arrival. It, it was dead on arrival years ago. We know that SB 2099, the other one that these some of these folks yep. like to use, it, it was DOA in the year 2000, 10 years ago. Hasn't gone anywhere. Yep. And people are still using those to try to raise money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, first thing, when you see something like that, and you know the truth, and you can go on the website and check out the Washington, D.C. Congress deal. And you can find out that it's if there's no backing, no supporters for it, and anything else like that. Yeah. Uh, why these people would come out and have to throw the the chicken little? The sky is falling. The sky is falling. You know, at you. it's just ridiculous. Well, you know, Mike, unless I appreciate the call, you know why they do it. It's because it works. You scare. Look, the Southern Poverty Law Center, Morris Dees' outfit, has been scaring people for at least three decades and scaring them out of their money. That's what they do. In their case, they say that militias are like the new gangs. Militias are the KKK. Militias are terrible, and they frighten people into giving them money. Fear sells. Fear sells. I don't care if you're talking about the Today Show or ABC's Good Morning America or your local news. Listen to how many times you will hear them say, oh, that must have been scary. Oh, that's really frightening. Coming up, a frightening report. That sells. I don't know that you can blame these guys. They're just trying to make a buck. Yeah, I can't blame them. I really can. Welcome to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, high caliber talk radio. All right, we're back with you. Tom Gresham. Our number is 866-825-5486. Or just dial one, Tom Talk Guns, and that'll get you in here. The show is called Gun Talk, because that's what we're doing. Today we're kind of all over the place, taking your calls, comments, questions. So if you've got a question about guns, if you don't even like guns, I would invite your call. I'll give you the floor. I'm not going to shout you down or cut you off. You will, of course, be asked to defend your position, but that's okay. That's that's part of the process. It's actually fairly enjoyable. 866-TALK-GUNS. Line 4, Bob's calling out of Texas. Hello, Bob. Thanks for your holding. I appreciate your patience. Oh, thank you, Tom. Uh, listen, we haven't got you down here for a while, and now you're back on the network. I love the show. Well, wonderful. I'm glad that uh, we're, we're in your area. How can we help you? Uh, listen, I was... Uh, I have a question about concealed carry. Okay. I understand that there's an entity or state or legislature or something that is saying that all 
persons have a right to conceal. Is is it to your knowledge? Is that correct? Actually, three states in three states, it's legal for. Uh, well, what they have said is you do not have to have a permit to conceal a gun in, let's see, Vermont, Alaska, and then Arizona just passed that. I don't think it's gone into effect yet. And what they're basically saying is if you are a legal person who can own a gun, then you also can carry your gun for self-protection. I disagree with that. Okay. Why is that? Because here in Texas, I have to uh, be aware of the law. Mm-hmm. I have to be proficient with my handgun, and I don't want a bunch of fools out here carrying guns that are not at least basically proficient or knowledgeable of the law. Okay. Let me turn that around, okay, for a different perspective. There are a lot of people who say, I don't want a bunch of fools carrying guns, even if they have had training and know the law. I, yeah, I would agree with you on that, sir. These are the people however, who say, well, however, no, go ahead. Okay. No, no, you go so, ahead. These would be the people who would say, I don't think we ought to have concealed carry at all, because I don't want to have a bunch of people going around carrying guns. And you're saying, I don't want a bunch of people going around carrying guns if they haven't had as much training as I have had. The police sometimes will say, well, I don't want a bunch of people carrying guns if they haven't had as much training as I have had. You see where I'm going? Yes, yes, sir, I do. However, if you sit in that class and 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 you are explained to your responsibility, just mm-hmm. just your basic responsibility, I think, and, and it affected me, and I was in the Marine Corps from 1961 to 1969. I'm a lifetime NRA member. I'm a very proficient shot. I, I respect the law and the Constitution to the right to carry guns, but my God, Goodness, not people that don't know what they're doing. I guess here's, you know, and look, I understand what you're saying. I mean, because I have been forever a big proponent of getting training, knowing what the law is, and all of that. At the same time, that's, I guess, two things I would bring up, Bob, for at least for your consideration. One is that in states where they already have this law, they've not had any problems. People don't go crazy. They don't do stupid stuff just because they can carry a gun. Now, we, we could say, well, they ought to have training. Well, it would be good for them to have training, but it's not proving to be a problem so far. So that's the uh, empirical evidence. The other side of that is, and here's the part where I have to, you kind of struggle with this because you say, yeah, I'd like for everybody to have training, but I don't want to require them to have training, and here's why. I, w- I don't want to require people to get training on libel laws or slander laws before they're allowed to speak. Because they're allowed to speak by virtue of the First Amendment. We're allowed to have guns and carry guns by virtue of the Second Amendment. And anything, any requirement that you have training, any requirement that you have to get a permit, any requirement that you have to go through an eight-hour course is a restriction on your constitutional rights. It says there are people who cannot exercise your constitutional rights. 
Tom, I, I respect you so much. Um, a, a, a thought. Sure. Just a thought. And yeah. I'm going to go away because uh, you got such great callers. What if there were a program where persons could be trained without being registered by the state? Um, you know, Big Brother? Actually, there is such a program. And? It's available in every state. You just go get training. Oh, so you don't have to fill out the paperwork. You're no. just trained. You just Anybody can go get training. Anybody, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Tom, I, I, I need to let you go. Thank you so much for your input. Sure, and I listen, am so I, glad to have you back here on the radio in East Texas. Well, Bob, I appreciate your thoughtful uh consideration and for letting me kind of uh, poke at you a little bit. That's an awfully great call. I appreciate that, sir. It is something that I have talked about, and thank you for the call. I've, I've talked about this. I've thought about it because, on the one hand, I think if you're going to carry a gun for self-defense, you probably do need to know the law, and I think it's a really good idea to get training. On the other hand, I do think it is a constitutional right. I think that you know, and anything that gets in the way of that is, in fact, an infringement on your constitutional right. As Martin Luther King said, a right delayed is a right denied. And if you have to go get training, if you have to get the permit, if you have to raise your hand and say, Mother, may I? Isn't that a right denied? I don't know. What do you think? Where do you come down on this? 866-TALK-GUNS. Visit galleryofguns.com today. At galleryofguns.com, you'll find our huge wholesale inventory of firearms on sale through 3,000-plus dealers nationwide. Choose from thousands of models from manufacturers like Glock, Ruger, Smith & Wesson, Springfield Armory, and Taurus, to name just a few. Not an auction site. You'll receive access to a huge wholesale inventory of firearms with exact pricing and all fees are included. Visit galleryofguns.com today. I've always been possessed to catch big ones. They make my heart beat faster. Sometimes what makes it exciting is just how powerful and how tireless a big fish is. But what I really like the best is seeing a great big fish in shallow water before you even throw your lure to it. Make versus country your country. Don't miss the best anglers and biggest fish beginning every Friday night at 8 Eastern. Hunt for big fish with Larry Dahlberg on Versus. If you want the best pistol, get a 1911. If you want the best 1911, get a Kimber. Kimber is the choice of LAPD SWAT, the USA shooting team, and United States Marines assigned to Special Operations Command. Offering nearly 100 models in a variety of calibers, Kimber is the world leader in 1911 pistols. Proudly made right here in America, Kimber is the choice of America's best. Visit KimberAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. Eight 
866-TALK-GUNS. That'll get you in here. George called in. He's on line one, calling out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Hello, George. Hey, Tom. It's good to see you. Yes, indeed. Glad to be here. <laughs> hey, a couple of things. Uh, this would probably make most of the media just probably pass right out, but one of our <laughs> former first ladies used to pack a gun, Eleanor Roosevelt. You know, self-defense weapon. I remember reading that somewhere, and I I can't remember where I read it. I couldn't even vouch for the fact that it's absolutely true, but I think I've read it enough where it probably is. Yeah. Um, the other thing, the fellow that was, uh, I forget where he was calling from, but he was thinking of going to Yellowstone. I've been in Yellowstone wearing a fanny pack on a number of occasions and never had had anyone challenge me or or to my knowledge, look right. you know, askance at me. So that's not a that's not an issue. Hooray for governors who carry their own firearms. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? I mean, I know, think the, it is. The more I, mean, I think about it, the more I like it. A coyote isn't anything like a Kodiak bear. No, that a fellow had to take out with his handgun a year or so ago. But uh, nevertheless, well, it can still be damaged. You know, and if you're if you're going to be in bear country, you wouldn't be carrying a three eighty. That's exactly right. Uh, my guess is the governor's carrying his three eighty for two legged predators more more than the four, but it just happened that's where it worked out that he had to shoot the coyote. Uh, As, but, uh one of the slogans in I forget which publication I've been reading, but any gun will do if you will do. Interesting. I like that. And uh, so you you know, you get people calling what kind of gun do I need to get? Well you need to get one that you will use. And one that you will carry. Correct. Very good. Excellent. I like that. Uh, thanks for the call. We're going to have uh, Gary Paul Johnson on here in oh, a few weeks. He's got a new book out. Really huge, massive, like eight-pound book. I just got it in. It's incredible. But uh <laughs> just made me think of that. He's got a uh, actually a trademarked logo. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to explain this over the radio. Yeah, it, The logo is just two symbols. It's the number one, the uh, numeral one. And the punctuation mark, an asterisk. It's one asterisk, he says, because when it's self-defense, if you're a cop, you're military, or you're carrying a gun for self-defense, you only have one asterisk. Uh, line four, Robert is with us out of Presidio, Texas. Hello, Robert. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. All right, well, that guy that just called in wanted to know where to get gun training at. Mm-hmm. And he's a life member of the NRA. They offer it. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, and, they uh, do. <laughs> the other side of that, I'm so proud of Rick Perry. It ain't even funny. And the, the opponent that's running against him, I don't know if you heard the interview or not. No, I did not. But he said he jogs and he just shoes them away and they leave. No. There are two people in Texas that are in politics that I know of for a fact carry guns. That's Rick Perry. And Pete Olson. They're both concealed carry people. Right. I and took I, the class from the same guy Pete Olson took it from. I guarantee there's more than that. And of course, obviously, when she was in office, Susanna Hupp, uh, was, of course, she was really responsible for getting the concealed carry law passed in Texas. And then she served in the state legislature for a number of years. So I guarantee you she carried. But wait a minute. Get back to the, the guy. Now, so is Rick Perry, he is in an election right now. Is that right? Coming up in November, yes. Okay, and one of the guys uh, running against him said that he jogs, but he doesn't carry a gun. He just shoes the coyotes away. Yeah, yeah, the Democratic one. I, I don't know. Can I say his name? Uh, sure. His name is Bill Way, 
And if, if people in Texas want gun control, y'all need to elect him. But if you well, want to be free and have our guns, then we need to put Rick Perry back in office. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I, I don't know. Thanks for the call, Robert. Uh, let me get David in here, Oklahoma City on line three. Hello, David. Hey, Mr. Tom. How are you doing today? I'm great. Fantastic. Hey, I'm calling back to give you a report. I called in about five months ago, and you and I had discussed safes. I have uh, three little ones in the house, and you said I was wise for looking at, at putting my firearms up in a safe, and I wanted to tell you what I got. What'd you get? Well, I went with one of your sponsors. I, I got a Liberty Fat Boy. Oh, that's a good one. I tell you, I, I got a heck of a deal on it from a farm supply store, and I, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just in complete love. You know, here's what I'd like for you to talk about for a second here, and that we may have to interrupt you in the middle of it for a break, but it, what I'd like for you to discuss, if you would, my guess is when you first got it, this is great. This is a gun safe, and this is cool, and that this is wonderful. And now, after you've had it for a while... That's not what it's about at all. It's about the feeling that you have of knowing that they're locked up. It is, Tom. And, and again, we go back to our original conversation about the little ones in the house. Um, you have got to be a responsible uh, adult when it comes to firearms and owning firearms and just that safety issue. Uh, every day there's a story where, you know, we hear about somebody who um, had an accident, and, and I know you are at the top of the list when it comes to safety and preaching safety. So I just encourage all all individuals out there to take a look at the Liberty Line. They have got some fabulous safes, and I am very, very pleased with uh, what I have in my house now. Well, that is great. I appreciate that. I appreciate the call. And for those who don't know, yeah, they're Liberty Safe is a sponsor. If you go to their website, libertysafe.com, I'm pretty sure it is, they've got a, a picture up at the top, a little icon for the Fat Boy Safe. This is the secret passage deal, how you get your, your discount program. If you click on the icon for the Fat Boy, it's a little bitty picture there, okay? It doesn't say anything. You just click on it. It's going to pop up and ask you for a password. You put in my name, Tom, or you, or you can put in Gun Talk, and it's going to set you up for a discount on your safe. Now, not everybody knows about this. you got to hear about it right here on the show. The other thing that's going to be cool is this week we're going to the Salt Lake City area. We're going to Liberty Safe, and we're going to take one of their safes, and we're going to try to destroy it for TV. We're going to do unconscionable things to the safe. And they are so into it already. The guys at Liberty Safe, we're going to roll it. We're going to drag it. We're going to burn it. We're going to drop it. We're going to do fun stuff to see if we can get this thing to pop open, see if we can break into it. And oh, by the way, we're going to put cash money inside of it. While we're doing all this, this is for our Guns and Gear television show, which runs on Versus. This is going to be so much fun. 866-TALK-GUNS. Hey, welcome back to Gun Talk. Tom Gresham here. Line one, James is in Anchorage, Alaska. Hello, James, you're on. Hello, thank you for taking my call. I uh, 
pleasure to speak with you. I have once before, and I, I really value your opinion of, um, all the time. And I, I have a quick knife question. Sure. Um, do you think the stigma is ever going to go away with automatic knives with the public? Um, and the reason I ask that, hunt and fish quite a bit. I can't tell you how many times I've been hanging out over a net or over a fishing line in a boat, and your hands are wet and slippery, and you have to open the knife up. Uh, and I didn't realize that you were sitting on the board of directors of a knife rights organization. There's uh, not a whole lot of bad guys walking around out in the middle of nowhere up in Alaska. No. Well, when you say automatic, let me explain to people. That's what's commonly called a switchblade, where you push a button and the blade opens up automatically. It's a one-hand opening knife. Uh, we on knife rights were able to beat back last year the U.S. Customs. Weirdly enough, the Customs and Border Patrol guys are the ones who set the criteria on knives. So whatever regulations they put forward are pretty much used across the board. And they put a proposal in to make all one-hand opening knives uh, like switchblades or automatic knives. And that would be the ones that you know, have liner locks and thumb, you know, you know, like regular old uh, bench-made knives. And it took a ton of work and a lot of money up in D.C. for us to get that thing beat back, but we did get it beat back. To your specific question, there is a stigma about automatic knives. Uh, they are illegal in some places, not all places. I, frankly, that's a large part of what we're going to start working on, or what we currently are working on with Knife Rights. It's a really good organization. I would invite people to join it. We need the help. It's brand new uh, because, you know what? Knives fall under the Second Amendment. Knives are arms. Keep and bear arms. So, well, I, I, I just don't see what the problem is with them. You know, it, it's, there's it no seems problem. ironic to me. I've, I've been... Uh, practicing a couple different uh, flavors of uh, Chinese martial arts for a long time, and we have what's essentially three- and four-foot-long razor blades. No law says I can't have that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, good reminder. Uh, The Knife Rights website, by the way, is kniferights.org, O-R-G. There's no difference, and I'll tell you, (laughs) you know where, it's going to sound crazy, Uh, West Side Story. The Broadway play and the movie, uh, Switchblade Knives, it got a lot of people thinking that only gangs use Switchblade Knives. Well, that's all dated stuff. A Switchblade or an automatic knife, an automatic knife is something you can use while you're holding on to a child and needing to open your knife up to save them. It's something you can open with one hand to cut your way out or cut somebody else out of a seatbelt when a car is on fire. Uh, an automatic knife is something that when you, you're holding on to a fishing net and everything's slippery and you're trying not to fall out of the boat, you can reach over and grab that knife and push a button and open it, and all of a sudden you have a usable knife. What, I'm with you. What difference does it make how you open the knife? This is, a, this is like a buggy whip kind of law. It makes no sense whatsoever. In an age where uh, the bad guys are using anything and everything, and I appreciate your call, sir, uh, James, I really do. When the bad guys are using anything and everything, it is silly for us to give up the use of a good, safe tool 
that's actually favored by law enforcement and emergency services people because they understand how important an automatic knife is. If you want to read more about it or you want to get involved, check it out, kniferights.org. Good group. Just had a really big success. You'll read about it right there. In the meantime, go out, do some shooting, take your friends with you, take your family with you, make a phone call to your local newspaper, television station, radio station, Push gun rights. Keep them honest. We'll see you next week.